Hello and Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to the Grand Otaku Council podcast. This is episode 71. As always, I'm your host, Ace. That's McMillian. And today we got a... We got a we got a good episode for you today. We, uh, the finale of the year, the final episode of the year. We got our hidden gems and our anime of the year for 2023. But of course, before we get into all that, if you'd like to join me, my friend McMillian here, as we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga, then please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. And with that being said, the council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. All right, everybody, welcome back for the final episode of 2023 for the Gurren Otaku Council podcast. Hope everybody's mm-hmm. doing great. Hope everybody's, you know, chilling with family right now for the holidays. Um, you know, for those who don't observe Christmas and everything like that, I just hope, like I said, once again, I hope everybody's just, you know, spending time with family, you know, eating good and just having a great time. Yep. yep. How you doing today, McMillian? I'm doing good, my friend. In the holiday season, just watched you know some Christmas movie yesterday, uh, okay. but uh, you know it's it's anime's day. Let's, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So as always, everybody, we're gonna hop into some council announcements, and I'll be handing it off to McMillian. Here's gonna give her, give out the, today's agenda. Yep. So for the agenda today, we are going through our hidden gems. Um, this is gonna be like throughout the seasons of the year. So first, we're gonna hit you with like winter and spring, then summer and fall. And then we'll round it out with like what our personal picks are for what we believe anime of the year is. After that, we'll be hitting you with weekly recommendations. Uh, well, weekly rec and that recommendations. Uh, and then lastly, we'll be giving you our review slash discussion on JJK episode 46. That is correct. Um, so moving on from there, we do want to remind it. Well, never mind. Let everybody know that our last episode, our Dead Mount, Dead Mount Death Play um second core review is out now on your favorite audio platform as well as youtube so go and check that out and of course you know our um regular discussion on jjk is a part of that episode as well because like we mentioned um that's the feature episode for the on that feature episode that is the feature anime for the podcast right now currently Mm -hmm. um but we only got one more episode of jjk so that's almost done here (laughs) yeah um next up we do want to let you um let you guys know for next week um next week's episode will be our winter 2024 watch list so once we'll be discussing um know the shows we're going to be checking out for the winter 2024 season and then last but not least we do want to remind everybody that we are still on our road to 100 so if you're liking the content then please hit that like and subscribe button so it'll support us out a lot and of course, mm-hmm. once again, um, I do want to thank everybody that been, you know, rocking with the council for all of 2023. You know, here's the 2024. We definitely got a lot of stuff planned for 2024. Um, of course, you know, we want to keep evolving the podcast, you know, as we go along here. Got you no, know, got to keep things fresh. But yes, once again, just want definitely want to thank everybody that's been, you no, know, listening to us. Uh, no, no matter where you joined us throughout the year. Yep, yep. If you're a longtime fan, new fan, or you know, just stopping by, we appreciate we appreciate all the support. So thank you. But all right, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the discussion. Our hidden gems of the year. Want to start us off with winner? Yep, yep. So my winner pick, um, I think it did, get, at the end of the season, it did get a little bit more recognition. But for me, my winner pick, it's uh, the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. Um, long title, I know. It's a it's an isekai, everybody. Um <laughs> And I just want to say, so about the, sh- the so if you haven't heard of the show, I'm just going to read a brief synopsis. Uh, despite her supposed ineptitude with regular magic, Princess and Anishfia <laughs> defies the aristoc- uh, aristocracy's expectations by developing uh, magicology, a unique magical theory based on memories from her past life. Uh, one day she witnesses the brilliant noblewoman, Euphelia, unjustly stripped of her title as the kingdom's next monarch, that's when Anisphia concocts a plan to help Euphelia regain her good name. Little do these two ladies know, however, that their chance encounter will alter not only their own features, but those of the kingdoms and the entire world. Um, this is a, well, so far it only has one season, 24 episode anime, um, that, you know, started off, I think, as like your normal isekai type trope, reborn to a magical world, has major interest in that, but the twist is our main character has no magical aptitude but due to their knowledge of machinery and technology and their knowledge gaining the knowledge of magic in this world they've developed something called magicology which is like magitech basically and from there 
they go on like adventures her and this other girl go on adventures and they slowly start to fall in love so there's a little bit of romance in there as well but it's a really good story um a great animation and i just a wonderful premise so if you're into like fantasy and stuff like that i definitely highly recommend this one i feel like it deserves a lot more attention than it got during the season it came out so you know please go ahead and like if you're looking for something to watch out of after you get done with everything in the in the next year season hasn't started, I definitely recommend checking this out. Wow, that's crazy! You also had an isekai for your hidden gem for this <laughs> for this season. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so my hidden gem for Water Two Hundred Three is also um, another isekai, but a different one. Um, Handyman Saito, um, in another world. So I am gonna also read this brief synopsis here real quick. Real quick. Um, despite being a handyman with a wide range of skills, Saito is severely undervalued and underpaid when he complains his boss fires him claiming that he is easily replaceable and if his luck was not bad enough Saito soon finds himself about to be run over by good old truck coon on his way home <laughs> <laughs> classic truck coon <laughs> um but yeah handyman Saito for me now I'm so this was really the show definitely very early on in the year that definitely caught my eye and just caught me off guard because it's also one of those shows i probably would have never watched if i wasn't you know if i wasn't doing this podcast here but mm-hmm. handyman saito was such a good show what i what i like to call it is basically like a, a anime version of robot chicken so essentially like it's like all these different little stories kind of going on together while the main story is well sad stories going on together while the main story is still going on as well and then like they have these like you know little cutaway gags <laughs> to mm-hmm. and stuff that's going on basically you know how like robot chicken would do so it's basically you no know, it's yeah. a comedy um isekai shonen but it also does have um some elements of action in there as well but no it was just a a great time and a wonderful surprise so if you, if you know, once again, if you know, you're looking for another Isakai to get into, I, I would definitely recommend 100% Handyman Saito in another yeah, world. Yeah, I can. Yeah, and I can second that. Handyman Saito would, I, is also another thing I consider putting down here for in Gem. It's a really fun watch. Um, like Ace said, I don't know if I would have checked it out if not for the podcast. Uh, kind of the same thing with um, the Magical Revolution. But um, I definitely recommend checking out Handyman Saito, especially if you're into, like, if you want something... That's really easy digestible because, like he said, like the episode is kind of broken up into like a main adventure, and then you get like some side gags here and there, and it's very entertaining, very fun watch. Yep, yep. But all right, you want to start us off with spring now? And I think we actually got the same <laughs> pick for spring. Yeah. So, so do you want uh, you want me to go first for spring? Yeah, right. you can go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of have the same pick. Uh, this one is uh, Dead Mountain Death Play. And I know some of you are like, wait, you guys talked about this on the podcast. We did. But we did. <laughs> I think both of Yeah. I think both of us felt that this anime didn't get as much recognition as, as it deserved. It's a little bit more popular now with its second core. But um, when it rolled around, I think it kind of flew under the radar, which I think, you know, justly saying, Spring had a lot of great shows. You had Demon Slayer. Yeah. Um, Heavenly With Delusional. Heavenly Delusional. Oceanoco. Hell's Paradise. It was a lot of good yeah. stuff going on this spring. Yeah, so it's understandable. But um, brief synopsis, um, you know, Dead Mouth Death Play is about a necromancer in a distant era who, incar- who reincarnates himself into a young boy in modern Tokyo. But he gets caught up in a mystery about the boy in his own past. Um, yeah, and so basically... Um, yeah, Demo Death Play is a wild story. Um, it starts <laughs> off basically with a reverse isekai. I know you're probably tired of saying the word isekai, but that is the flavor, I feel like, of the year for 2023 a lot was uh, yeah. a lot of isekais. Um, and this one just ca- caught me by surprise because I was just like, oh, a reverse one. Um, let's see what this is going on. And it's very interesting uh, with all the mystery elements at play. It has a decent amount of action. But I think where it really shines is its story. It's very unique in how it like tells itself and the characters and, their, and all their interactions. It's very much a woven story, and it's a really cool thing to like get into and watch. So I, you know, definitely check this one out if you have. Correct, and, and and then I do want to touch upon a point that you just made there. Like you said, the year of the isekais, twenty twenty three had a slew of isekais, and of course you've got uh, uh, some of those generic ones. But there was a few out there that I think that really changed the formula for how we expect isekais to be 
you know, especially yeah. with Nobushuko Tensei later on throughout the year. But um, I, I, I really think, you know, throughout this year, um, Isakai's definitely evolved a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. 100%. Um, but like like um like I stated earlier, my no my <laughs> my spring is also dead my death play. Um another show I probably have not watched if it wasn't for the podcast. We both me and McMillie we were just going through the you know the spring shows and stuff. We was like, no, this seems interesting. And then like you mentioned earlier, you know, that 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 first episode was just so fantastic and it just flips everything on its head. It was like, okay, it's a reverse isekai and a murder mystery. But like, what's going mm-hmm. on here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I don't want to get too deep into it because like he uh, mentioned, we did talk about it last episode. So if you want to hear more of our deep, you know, deeper thoughts on this, the, at least on the second core, um, you can go and listen to that last episode. We also did, we also do have an episode on the first core. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, just go back and find it. If you do want to, um, also listen in on what we thought about the first core as well for dead my death yep. play uh, but yeah but moving on from there we're gonna head on to summer 2023 now you go first? yeah i'm gonna go first on this one yeah so my right. summer 2023 pick and i will give a brief um warning i did not get to finish this by finish i mean i just didn't get to watch the second core i did watch the first core but my hidden gem for summer 2023 is undead girl murder farce and i'm gonna quickly read this synopsis in the 19th century the wife of a vampire noble is murdered in her own home with the local human authorities unwilling to um, properly investigate the case um godard which is the the husband or the um the the one of the noble vampires hires a pair of private detectives known to specialize in the supernatural um those detectives so happen to be our main characters um, a man named Suguru and a young woman named Aya. And Aya is a undead immortal who's basically just, um, she's had her head cut off, you no know, taken from her body. And she's mm-hmm. traveling around with, um, our, the other, our other main character. Um, what was his name? I just mentioned, um, uh, Suguru. Suguru. Su- Suguru. Yeah, there we go. Um, she's traveling around with Suguru who's basically become her apprentice now and solving, solving, um, murder cases essentially. And it's also a, um, it's an action shonen as well. So it's like, um, Actually, shown and mixed with a birdie mystery is actually kind of cool. <laughs> um, but what I consider, no, I don't think it's Isekai. I was about to say, what I consider Isekai, no, it's not Isekai. Um, as far as I'm aware of, because no, nobody gets rebirthed into another world or anything like that. I'm pretty <laughs> smart, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a, a fantasy world filled with vampires and monsters and stuff like that. And, and it's a really good time. There's also um, a depiction of Sherlock Holmes in this show as well. So she gets to meet Sherlock Holmes and like try and do a, you no know, win a murder, solve a murder mystery before he does as well. It's, it's really, it's a really, really oh, fun time. That's a, yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, so for this one, um, Under a Girl Murder First, I did uh, end up checking it out, I think, uh, a little while ago, and I did like it. I definitely see why you were like, but this is a hidden gem because it kind of flew under the radar. It is good. I do plan on like going back and finishing it. Um, but it's very interesting. Like I said, like uh, the whole, what is I want to say, folklore aspect of it. The hell, it, it really adds, I think, like a level of detail to the mystery and uh, the Correct. themes it presents. And then also, before I do forget, I will say the main plot or the main story is Aya is trying to find out find the person who took her body from her. <laughs> she wants her body back. Was, yeah, I was trying to remember that the with the what like started the whole thing in motion and it was the fact that this girl is just kind of a little Adulahan now. So <laughs> essentially, yeah. <laughs> so she won't get back. <laughs> and she gotta you no know, solve the solve cases to kinda as she's solving these other murder mysteries, she's also unveiling the mystery behind, you know, like who took her body and all that stuff as well. It's it's really good watch. Cool, cool, cool. A lot of my show a lot of my hidden gems were murder mysteries. It was the year of the murder mysteries as well. <laughs> you know what? I guess that's fair because you know Death Mount came was here throughout the year. So yeah. Um, and then Oshino Ko also came on yep, as well. Which is also a Isekai murder. Wow. All right. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. I didn't even I didn't even draw the line. Um okay, but for my summer pick, um, I went with a show on high dive called Dark Gathering. Okay. Um, brief synopsis. It's about uh so basically Dark Gathering is a horror anime. Um genuinely I don't find what I want to say most horror shows to be that like kind of scary or jarring. This one, I think the way it's animated and like the way the story is presented actually does hit some of the notes I'm I you look for in horror. Um so if you're 
you know, get scared easily. Maybe this isn't for you, but I will read a brief synopsis uh, to describe the show. Uh, Dark Gathering uh, is about Keitaro uh, Gintoga, who uh, takes a part-time job tutoring um, a child prodigy, Yaoi Hozuki. Um, little does he know, uh, she's a gifted medium hell-bent on finding the spirit behind her mother's vanishing, and she's gravely determined to drag Keitaro into it. Um, this show is a wild ride uh, because as uh, so one of the characters carried uh, Keitaro, actually something that, that the synopsis doesn't mention, he's for some reason, spirits are drawn to him. He is easily haunted. And even though he doesn't believe it, he tries not to believe in the supernatural to kind of like cope with the fact like weird stuff keeps happening to him. Okay. And the girl, Yaoi, whose mother was, uh, you know, spirited away, I guess you could actually like literally um, has the ability to see spirits where Keitaro does. He can, he just knows that so weird stuff keeps happening to him. And, People keep telling he's haunted, but he doesn't like really believe it. She can actually see it. So she, while her her sister and him are classmates, and basically her older sister drags him into uh, being her tutor, and then from there she's like, "Oh, cool, I can use you as bait." Basically, that's like the <laughs> whole series, and it's while there are like funny moments and stuff like that. There's actually like generally when they like get into hunting down ghosts i am like mm-hmm. surprised by the themes they touch upon and other things like that it is a really entertaining interesting watch that'll have you on the edge of your seat a lot of the times so okay i might, I might have checked this one out because yeah i know um i was i saw the trailer for this one when this show was first starting to air and i was like oh i'm I might definitely have to check that one out but i never was able to get around to it so i'm, de- I'm glad you was able to get to it and your voucher for it here so yeah i'm, de- I'm definitely have to check that one out yeah, it's kind of like yours. I I haven't fully completed it because, like I said, there's been, there's been a lot of great shows this year. I feel like a lot um, of great shows this year. But I've watched the majority of it. I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. So I really want like other people to like check it out, see it for themselves, because I really do think like this was a uh, something that flew under the radar, which you know directly. So as we got like closer to the, end of the year, a lot of good shows started coming out of the woodwork. So all right, and then last but not least, the winter not winter the what is this fall 2023 our last pick for this of the year who would have guessed another isekai coming from ace over here (laughs) (laughs) but for me this was probably the um the best isekai out of the year shangri-la frontier definitely for me in my opinions hands down the best isekai of the out of the year argue with your mama not me all right so um so the synopsis of this story is our our main character is a high school student, um, Rakuo Hitazomi. He is famously known for having a hobby for playing poorly made bad video games, um, ones that are unbalanced or filled with so many bugs that make them borderline unplayable. Um, the few who share his hobby might recognize him by his in-game name, Suraka, for his next game. Um, Suraka is recommended Shangri-La Frontier, which is a god-tier video game, essentially a triple-A game and you know, the real world, if you'll think about it like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, once he boots up the game, um, Suraka decides to sell off most of his starting gear because he's an, he, he's an, he likes challenges. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you'll come to find out very quick about Suraka. So he, he's, you know, he sells off all his starting gear, um, a lot of his weapons and stuff like that. And he's essentially, you know, naked, basically, you know, running around in his MMO. And the only thing mm-hmm. he has is this little bird head that he's, that he's using for gear. <laughs> um, however, after encountering some um, in, intimidating monitors, he, he quickly realizes that he may underestimate the challenge that a mainstream game can offer. As, as Suraka progresses through Shangri-La Frontier, he must draw on his skills as he perfects his previous game experience before long. Um, Suraka is essentially, you know, taking Shangri-La Frontier by storm, which is he is. A lot of, you know, everybody's yeah. in the game versus just like, who is this character? Because he's going in, he's going and um, doing so many different things. Oh, I guess, you know, let me get into my reason why I think Shangri-La Frontier was a busy sky. One, um, because I think Shangri-La Frontier is the next big MMO isekai. Like it was SAO and SAO could have been great. And I'm I'm still in the boat. SAO could have been an all-time <laughs> great anime just in general if we just would have stuck with the regular season one premise. Um, but enough of that but Shangri-La Frontier is they, the, who, I don't know who this author is I definitely need to go look this up but the, whoever this author is they are doing such a good job of just I'm gonna say it plainly just like this they are building a great MMO world 
and mm-hmm. just letting our care to go through it and experience it. Like it's so fantastic. And there's, and there's so many like drawbacks that you can see that's in the show that relates to in real life gaming and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, like, yeah, stuff like that is in video games all the time. You know, something like that would be cool or something like that would be cool to see in a video game. Or you can just recall back to situations where, um, you know, if you, you've been playing a, a game similar to like this. It's just such good. And it is a lot of just the good classical anime tropes as well. It does, it does that good as well. It's just, it's a really good time. You have not yet checked out Shangri-La Frontier, especially if you do like action. Hey, here, here it is. Check it out. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I can only echo Ace's sentiments. Um, Shangri-La Frontier has been a great ride. Uh, it, it's taken like, I feel like the, lessons of other mmo or like game isekais and and perfected them if i if i uh do say so myself and i think one of just like the biggest seller points of shangri-la frontier is as they said it just feels like a video game (laughs) like it doesn't feel like it's out of place or like uh touch or that they're trying to sell you something that couldn't be there's i like i think we talked about it this season um like how in one of the episodes, uh, the main character encounters a boss who has a move that is legitimately just throwing you up in the air and letting you try and die to fall damage. And I was like, if that's not the most sadistic video game <laughs> ever, I don't know what is. It just, it really hits, I think, all the notes. And if you're a fan of, you know, anime and if you're a fan of video games, highly recommend this one. Um, like I said, the, the only, you know, only thing I think that makes this like a hidden gem is, so much so so many good animes are happening in the current season especially with you know jjk being like the star that this i don't think this is talked enough about <laughs> sebastian okay yeah he's okay he's <laughs> just over there scratching himself what is he doing back there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i said shangri-la frontier and it was i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a little brief sneak peek shangri-la frontier was damn near my anime of the year i'm gonna go ahead <laughs> tell y'all that now uh, like that's how much i've, I've been enjoying shangri-la frontier it, it almost crept up into my anime of the year it's yeah it, it's really good um so for my summer pick um where i'm not fully caught up with this but i would uh this is something that i'm like checking i i this is an anime i check in, in on periodically when i feel like i have the time um it's ragnar crimson uh so brief synopsis of Ragnar Crimson. Uh, in a world where dragons rule sky, sea, and land, those who would fight them and win must surpass the limits of normal human strength. Sent on victory at any cost, dragon hunter Ragnar joins forces with the mysterious Crimson. Crimson's motivations may be obscure, but their goal is the same, to destroy the dragon monarchs. So um, something that I think the synopsis does not tell you, and I'm this is somewhat of a spoiler, uh, but Ragna, Ra- uh, Ragna Crimson is basically focused on the main character Ragna, who just like it says has a goal of destroying all the dragon monarchs because the dragons are basically like rulers of the world. Humans are inconsequential. Uh, they eat them for food or kill them just for fun, honestly. And uh, something that happens in the show is that they basically tell you like there are very few dragon hunters just because obviously dragons are so strong. Like it's really hard for a normal person to even achieve the ability to kill one. Um, Ragna becomes one of the world's greatest dragon hunters because in he's already technically lived his life. So in the future, he ends up destroying all the dragon monarchs, but his, the world, the world he lives in is ruined. Um, so the future him, the future him sends back his memories to the mm-hmm. past him and be like, hey, I, while I was able to achieve our goal, I did mm-hmm. it too late, basically. Like, the world was just It terrible. was still, yeah. They, yeah. They, it was so too he, much destruction. I couldn't save the world. Like, I achieved my yeah. goal, but ultimately, I still, I did I really achieve my goal? <laughs> yeah, so he sent his memories, he basically sent his memories back and was like, oh, look, oh, I'm sending cool. my memories and my, and he sent his memories and his skill, and he was like, look, I had one ally on this, that's on this cool journey. Yeah, I had one ally on this kinda, journey. Kind of a little Go bit a la Vivi there, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. Um, just with fantasy instead of like sci-fi this time. And the one ally he had was Crimson, who himself is a dragon monarch who hates all the other dragon monarchs. Um, okay. So that's like the premise or setup. And I think it's really strong. 
Um, the action in it's really cool. The power it doesn't have like I want to say like the most dynamic power system, but it's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and I'm a sucker, like I said before, I'm a sucker for fantasy, and this is just Upsane. really good. This <laughs> is just really good fantasy. Um, so it's this is another high dive show. So I okay. I do recommend like there's some really good shows on high dive. Period. I'm like, yeah, no, high dive been popping off but, this year as well. They stepped out mm-hmm. onto the scene. Yeah, but this was one I feel like um, I can have also talked about Shangri La Frontier, but I, I really felt like this deserved more eye, deserves more eyes on it currently. Like I said, I'm not like the most caught up with it, but it's a mm-hmm. fun watch. It's a really good action, and obviously, if that I don't know if that if the premise I just told you didn't get you hooked, I don't know what will because that's just <laughs> it's just really interesting. I think like for a person to be like, hey, I couldn't save the world. I'm gonna send my memories. And abilities back to the past, and hopefully, yeah, you, we have a chance to get this right. I think that's yeah. just a really cool premise. Yeah, no. When you said that, the first thing I thought of was Vivi, and I was like, yeah, no, I definitely got to check this one out now. It, it sounds like a great time. Mm-hmm. But yep. all right, yeah, th- that is the our hidden gems of the year. Now, just quickly run through them again. Um, for me, my hidden gems of the year were <laughs> Handyman Saito from Another World, Dead Mount Death Play, Shangri La Frontier. And Undead Girl Murder Farce. Okay. And then for me, I'm not going to say my Witcher Pick's full name, but uh, the magical, <laughs> the Magi Revo, which is what people call it for short. Um, Dead Mount Death Play for uh, Spring. Uh, my, summer, my summer pick was Dark Gathering, and my fall pick is uh, Ragnar Crimson. All right. And then all we got left is to give out our enemy of the year. But before we give out our enemy of the year, we do want to give out this week's weekly recommendation. Take it away, McMillian. Yep. So for this week's weekly recommendation, uh, I know I've been given like old, well, not old stuff, but like early 2000s stuff is another early 2000s, but also to match the theme of the episode, I wanted to give um, a hidden gem, something I feel like flew under the radar. So this is an old like Funimation anime called Black Blood Brothers. Um, The premise or synopsis of the show is uh, remnants of a vampire clan that wanted to rule the world alone, but got defeated in a war by joined forces of other vampires and humans kidnapped the brother of a vampire war veteran. He, uh, and basically he looks for, he looks for his brother um, in a secret, va- in this secret vampire city. Uh, this show has one season, only about 12 episodes. It's not like the greatest thing ever, but it was a really, I remember like when I was watching it, it was a really fun show, really great premise with really good characters. Um, so like I said, it's a 12 episode watch, so you can legit sit like maybe an afternoon and finish it, but you will enjoy yourself. It's uh, especially if you like the darker fantasy side of stuff. Um, the, what I would compare it to now is would be like similar to case study of Anitas, not as, it's not as good as Kaysetti, but it's it hits like a lot of the same notes. Like you got the, you know, secret vampire. You got the secret occult world, vampires, werewolves, stuff like that, and then how all those things intermingle on top of a on top of a mystery layer. Because again, like I said, the main character is looking for his little brother who was kidnapped by this like powerful vampire kind of like mafia family. So, okay, great, really good fun time. Sounds like a good watch. Um, Once again, this week's recommendation is Black Blood Brothers. And now we're going to (laughs) be talking about our anime of the year for 2023. And boy, so for me, ultimately, it boiled down to two animes. And And even as I'm sitting here discussing it with you guys, I'm still not exactly sure which one I will give it over another because I enjoy both immensely for two like two different reasons. And okay, so you know I'll I'll, I'll let you start off. You want to give your animated year? <laughs> so well, I I'm I'm not gonna like I agree with Ace technically. I, I if he tells you what his other one was, I also agree. Like I did debate about putting this one, but simply because of how much this anime has done this season i had to give it to it, it obviously i just said season so maybe give it away but for me anime of the year goes to jjk season two it from start to finish has been a great ride like from the hidden inventory arc even to shibuya incident like it has it, this is what i really like about being uh part of like the anime community or fandom because mm-hmm. when a show is like 
on high in the, mm-hmm. it, it shifted into high gear. You every week there is a <laughs> me there's a meme there's a the theory or debates or like man that last episode setup was great but next episode like it hit I feel like all the things that like people love about watching shows uh like anime in general granted I'm uh, I'm not trying to be a shonen junkie but I just mm-hmm. really think JJK season two set up like such a good precedent for itself interesting mm-hmm. storylines expanded so much on its world like and it's not even done um like we just like we're one episode away from it being finished but it has done so much already not only for it like itself but like just i think in terms of anime like just a- standard anime stuff has just been really good and that and and then that's just story-wise like anime a- the animation yeah. of it alone jumps <laughs> crazy heights this season like you know like last year i think it was nominated for like best anime fight scene and it had one i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if like Crunchyroll came out it was like best anime fight and it was nothing but jjk uh, yeah Hon- i wouldn't like, be surprised either like the animations have been crazy this year for for that show i just it, it, so i just even like though I give it to uh them. even though if they do do best fights this year again definitely luffy versus kato at least better be in there for a nomination because that <laughs> shit went Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I, I have no doubt. I, as a person who's seen clips from it, I agree. But I would, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if if every other thing besides that was JJK, yeah. I wouldn't even question it. No, hundred percent. And you know what? After listening to you, you know, go over it, all your reason is for it. I'm a good, just go ahead and tell everybody. So the two shows I was debating between was JJK season two and Fearance, um Beyond Journeys in, and I think I'm just going ahead. I'm gonna have to give it to JJK. I, I think I got to give it to JJK because, like, as as you mentioned, just from from beginning to end, starting from him hitting inventory even to where we're at now, they have just done so much. And and, and just me, I think really JJK season two, it re, it revitalized and almost damn near changed the way we look at new gen animes right now to a certain extent. Like the map, these Mappa animators, they did a phenomenal job with this season and the handling to just all the different fights and all that. But just even overall, mm-hmm. forget the fights for a minute. The the fact that we're actually getting deaths and not just like little small deaths, like we're getting big deaths throughout this mm-hmm. throughout this season. Then like one one major thing that um McMillian touched upon uh, that I really liked about it um was one of the um one of the main core of the big three is essentially well we don't know if she's truly dead just yet but as far as we know right now she's dead Nubara mm-hmm. when was the last time you saw somebody from the main big three of the cast of a shonen get killed off please tell me when was the last time you seen that and it, 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 if it has I I've, I struggle to remember one one I struggle to remember one where that happened but two is also like this early yes. Like, it's only JJK is only in its second season, and already we have lost a prominent member of the main of, of the titular three. That's uh, to me, that's unheard of. <laughs> exactly, like just stuff we we normally don't see in Shonen is we we got to see it in JJK season two. It's just like I said earlier, you know, just from beginning from beginning to end, it has been a phenomenal job as well as from, from me, like this was my most anticipated show of the year because simply because I saw the potential that JJK had from season one. And I was like, eh, like I, I can, like I see where people are like where they could be hyped about and stuff like that. Um, But like I, season one for me, like I still wasn't really a truly believer just yet, but season two, they made me a believer. <laughs> they made me a believer. They did everything mm-hmm. um what I wanted from them out of season two, which was, it really was was really just mainly more more world building, but mainly just tell me how the fuck your power system works. I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> and even still to a certain extent, it's still confusing. But we we definitely got way more explanation to you know how cursed energy and stuff works in this season two. So to give you just a better, broad, more understanding of you know the power system in the world itself so i was like okay you know what i i, I give it to but even though it is still confusing like they're still trying to explain it they're giving us explain more it, they're, uh-huh. they're they're expanding upon it like all the different ways um different types of domains you know we can have now they showed us to you know the different types of ways to combat a dom- a domain expansion for example it's just they, they season two did a fantastic job yes 
I, mm-hmm. like you said, like some they they've, they're expanding on it slowly but surely, and it's just it's been great. It has been great, even though we haven't hit this last episode. I, I honestly don't think I, I highly doubt that like even the last episode will do something that's like gonna change my mind. It, JJK season two has been an amazing ride. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I was like, man, as much as I really like Furin because it came out of nowhere and did a yeah. lot of great things, I really have to give it to JJK. Like, it, they really upped the game, I feel like, like this year. Like, these and, animators pulled off a few shots I ain't seen in a minute. This was a few disrespectful shots, too. Uh, a notable <laughs> one is the Nabara looking eye through Itabori through the eye socket bullshit. As much as I didn't like it, because why would you disrespect my girl like that? <laughs> Why would you disrespect this so fucking peak storytelling at this at on the opposite That's, end though? So oh I mean. man, <laughs> like it just the way it just hit home. What happened? Like that was uh disgusting, but amazing. <laughs> so disrespectful. Uh, all those little small gags with Toto throughout the <laughs> throughout his <laughs> Beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. even though it did like like Pabilia said, um, just every week there's there's different things to talk about the show. Like so for example, like the controversy that happened with the <laughs> with specials being played at the end of that one episode after Itadori no, Sukuna wiped out the whole city and Itadori had his whole breakdown and everything. The whole conversation around that. Um it's just like just th- there was nothing that was as talked about as hype this year unfortunately as jjk season two it's just it just is what it is jjk season two in my opinion is the anime of the year yeah yep but now if you want to hear my biased opinion it's go is one piece <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me though you you do you knew ace was coming with that one piece love so don't be surprised don't be surprised but, but you um, didn't hear that from me though yeah you didn't hear that from him but um you might be wondering i asked yourself you know how 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 we keep up with all these animes like through binge watching and catching up with stuff um and it's energy basically uh and you know if you want to make sure you have the energy to watch all these animes (laughs) throughout the year and keep up with all of them we highly recommend this episode sponsors magic mind um like we said i've stated before uh it's a great alternative energy drink slash shot i should say uh, really d- tasty juice um, that'll keep you up and alert um, throughout your day. So if you want, uh, you as an anime fan, I'm pretty sure I have a lot of different hobbies, um, but I'm pretty sure you want to catch up with the season, especially during this uh, downtime and break. We highly would recommend to accompany your binge watches with Magic Mind because it'll keep you up and alert um, without all the you know bad side effects, such as like with things like coffee or uh, energy drinks. Correct. And if you go to their website using our link, magicmind.com slash growing otaku council and using our code growing 20, you can get 50% up to 50% off your first subscription or 20% off um, your first time purchase as well. And we do want to let everybody know that starting in January that you can, you will be able to find um, Magic Mind in all Sparks, Sprouts farmers markets near you. So thank mm-hmm. you to Magic Mind for sponsoring today's episode. Yep. Yep. Appreciate you guys. Now, with that being said, let's get into JJK episode 46. Uh, Metamorphosis part two. And as one more. we got one said, left, right? We got one huh? left, right? We got, we got one, one left. left. We got one, one left. One we, do. Yeah, we, we got one left. One left. And we do have one episode left. But oh, I do want to point this out. Ace said, uh, Ace texted me after watching this episode. The lore. The lore. The lore. <laughs> <laughs> the lore that was dropped this episode. Man. Now, granted, we did we we knew Ghetto was not you know himself, but we did mm-hmm. not know that this man had been around for potentially centuries. Yes, full attention. So, and you know we're just gonna hop straight into it. So the the you no know, the main big reveal for this episode, what McMillan just stated, we finally got to, or at least no, who, at least who one of the persons was that Ghetto has been personified. Mm-hmm. We I guess we don't know if this is his his true real name or this is just one of the names he you know used at the time. Well, but uh huh, he did. I was about to say before I was gonna let you say the name, but he did say after like people freaked out about it he was like oh that was one of the names i've had throughout history uh 
Oh, okay. Well, as as McMillan just said, this was only one of the names that he has mm-hmm. had out through history, but this is the name that our main you know, set of Jujutsu Sorceress cast know him by as Norotashi Kamo. Mm-hmm. Um, who is this man? Don't know, but apparently he was well, they- a strong sorcerer but that, no, back in the day that had a curse technique that allowed him to swap bodies. Crazy. I mean, we, no, we figured well, that was his technique, but uh-huh. Did they say his technical swapping bodies? Because I thought yeah, because um, um the um the shadow style guy he he mentioned it. Oh okay, because I was about to say, um, if uh, they also pointed out that Norutoshi Kamo was a prominent member of the I'm assuming I think it's Kamo clan, um because uh, old boy with the arrows who also has blood manipulation mm-hmm. um curse technique he mentioned uh how they, they mentioned how he's considered the evil the the most evil sorcerer in history. Like, cause he did uh, experimentation, and that like goes back to season one with the uh, what are they called? The cursed womb children, yeah. um, basically Choso's brothers, and yes. and that right there. Now this gets to my next point. I want to make, and also kind of linking back to why I think is one of my anime years and the stuff like we haven't just haven't seen before in a lot. Right, the potential right now that Kamoi is Itadori's dad is wild. To think about right now. Well, and so, well, it's yeah, because it's crazy because it's like we, I don't think, yeah, because they've only shown his grandparent. So, like, we, we know don't nothing know. about their parents. We know nothing yeah, about his know. parents, I meant. Yeah, and this is why I was like, man, this really solidified. Like, I mentioned back before, I was like, you know, one thing that may be the reason why Ichidori is so strong, even for like a normal human, and why he's able to d- be such a good uh, jujutsu sorcerer, but by only being able to you know, left right good night it could be because <laughs> <laughs> could be because he's part curse and now you know with Chosa how Chosa mentioned his one of his powers being that he's so good with like the blood manipulation thing he can and sense and the relatives. smallest changes like his, that yeah that happened with his relatives right and, and so when, he was basically that he, he goes to say you know that whole breakdown that we saw at the the Itadori versus Choso fight you know when he was about to finish him off essentially he he basically said you know he felt Itadori dying in that in that moment, which was essentially let him know, like he somehow he was related to Isidori, and then you know mm-hmm. we get to this episode, but we didn't know that at the time, of course. But you know we get to this episode now, we found out there's this, this man that's been living for over a century, at least definitely for over a century, you know, just going through time and impregnating people, doing God knows what as well, <laughs> you know, impregnating experiments, not just not just oh I'm just you know this is my wife, this is the one I I found for the time. Let me just you no, know, we just had kids. No, this man is out <laughs> here doing experiments, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, you you come to find that out, and then he was like, well, damn. So he might potentially, he you know, he's his son. And if he's saying, well, his dad, if Choso's saying that Ichidori is his brother, and now that we know this guy have lived for years, there's no telling if this guy might actually be Ichidori's dad. Because once again, we like, as we stated before, we have we we don't have we have no information at all on Ichidori's parents. Yep, and so like this this reveal just really opens up the door to like, well, you know what what it could Ichidori be another like curse you know, child experiment. Granted, we don't know, like, granted, like Choso had mentioned, there were three people that took part in, like, his conception, which was uh, Norotoshi, uh, a cursed spirit, and his mother. We yeah. don't know if that's the same case, case. Or it could just, yeah. yeah, it could be something different, but at least we do know now that there is, that there is a slight explanation for Itadori's, you know, unusual physique, and it's the fact that, like, a who knows how long old sorcerer potentially yeah, took over one of his sorcerer. parents. Yeah. Yeah. Took over one of his parents' bodies and had either experimented I, yeah, on I didn't even or, think about it like that. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. What if he, the guy, um, I didn't even think about it like that. What if Kamo actually took over Itadori's dad body? Like you said, that way it could have mm-hmm. happened that way instead of him just, you know, meeting Itadori's mom in some, you no know, crazy circumstance about having means. Yeah. It could have happened that way. We don't know how it, how it theoretically happened at all as well. That's I didn't even think about that. Wild out. <laughs> Cause now, now, now he's like your dad in two different ways. I'm your daddy, but I'm not your daddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for anyone crazy. who may, the way I thought about it was uh, for anyone who may have seen like the old uh, Batman Beyond series, uh, there's a whole like storyline of basically like the main character being Bruce's kid, but also like his own da- dad's kid because they mixed like his DNA with the mm-hmm. character. So I was like, man, what? I was like, I don't think it's like 
that just like that but the the fact remains like this guy's jumping bodies he could have at some <laughs> point jumped into one of itadori's parents like bodies and had a kid as like mm-hmm. a further way of his experimentation or something like we don't you know we that, just it, don't it, know that was, mm-hmm. so we also and now i also want to make this point because urume also you know pulled up in this episode and he started protecting Conway slash you know the fake ghetto so we don't know if what type of connection he may or may not have with sukuna or not you know well, yeah um, and i well something mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting was like because we know urume is only here like seems to be only here for sukuna like correct that, that, that seems to be like their only thing so i'm wondering because uh if you go back the first time we see urume is actually like i think and one of the after, episodes were like after is after um gojo versus um not gojo jogo versus sukuna is what we see urume well, for the first time well, for the first actually no that's not true so, so not? someone yeah so uh in the first season they don't talk but we do see them with the other curse uh the other curse spirits and ghetto mm-hmm. um when? where is it on a beach i think or something like what you know one of those episodes oh, you're talking about were, like, like when they was like oh when they was just chilling like in one of those beach scenes like he was actually yeah, there someone, that's crazy yeah there was a yeah there was a screenshot or he like, was probably like not fully stuff. fully visible but like you could probably like see a little bit of him something mm-hmm. like that yeah he, they weren't talking uh Urume wasn't talking or anything like that so yeah. i was wondering maybe this oh whoever the sorcerer is that's currently inhabiting ghetto maybe they have some type of deal that involves deal to go on to resurrect sukuna maybe mm-hmm. yeah something like that because i was like why would why would urume out of nowhere just come out and protect this person yeah if, that, if, if they didn't the if they didn't already... have some if that's some, yeah not the case yeah because yeah because that might be the case because like i said we once again we don't know what the fake ghetto's true or now or comma we don't know what his true goal is just yet still even even now we still don't know what mm-hmm. his true goal is we know we all, all we knew is just he needed gojo out the way <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and he even and he even said to what was it uh, Mahito and them. He said, "Well, now that Gojo's gone, I really don't care if Sukuna gets involved because that like his original plan was like to use Sukuna to take out Ghetto. But he was like, hey, this worked to take out Gojo. Yeah, this worked. Yeah, his original plan was just using Sukuna to take out Gojo. Like you said, that that mm-hmm. was his whole plan. He, to do whatever the hell Komo wanted to do, he don't care how he needed to get done. He just needed Gojo gone, which don't, is still which yeah. is let you know he's he has some big plans going on. I still th- I'm still in the of I think it has something to do with Tengen Sama, especially because you know we got revealed that he exists in this yeah. verse now, and um, he's the whole, you know, the foundation like the behind whole, Jujutsu yeah, Sorcery. Jujutsu. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm, I'm of the belief right now that it has something to do with him. Yeah, and there's, a, I mean, and also there's a huge questionnaire like, what happens when you remove this this guy? Because you know his whole reincarnation cycle is, is a well. You know what? Thing. I just thought about it. What if he's trying to take over Tengen Sama's body? We know this guy can switch bodies. What if he's trying to take over his body? Because as we all know, Tengen Sama's basically how they say he's a god in this world. God, essentially, yeah. actually, might be onto something. Because I didn't even think about that. That's that's that that would be crazy. <laughs> like he's trying to become the god of the world. Because as you know, as they revealed it, they revealed it. You know, as Tengen Sama is the you know the foundation of Jujutsu sorcery. He's basically the god of this world, essentially. Mm-hmm. What what other better power struggle besides you know killing the god of this world and maybe you know taking his right place for yourself? But why even try and fight the god and kill him when you if you could just theoretically take over his body? Be him, if you could be him. Yeah. Oh fuck, we got another Eisen. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even cross my mind. That's what, what would be the what would be his point of doing it? Though? I mean, other than just, I guess to, being just to rule the world. I don't know what else. What other point do what you I have just, for I being? Don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Like I, just, I said, just, this is one. This is I'm just throwing stuff out there because no, like no, I I mean, said, no, we, good, we just don't know what his goal is. We just know what's well, like, here. No, <laughs> we just, just Gojo needed to be gone. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to take a moment to be like, man, that's that, that's crazy to think about. But like, once he, if he gets it, like what? what does he do after like that's all i'm wondering like man the implications (laughs) (laughs) the implications but um yeah no so like we got all that and then uh, some a small part i want to touch on before we get like to the big thing at the end Mm -hmm. um maybe needs jail time um (laughs) i i thought she died um pause pause do you think do you do, they, they claim they use Ui Ui's techniques to transport, right? But do we really oh, think no, she's it's still a, alive, it, though? 
it's basically no. It's uh, well. I mean, I, I I can only go by what the show shows me, and they You're right. one. I know. I'm just it, saying. Here's the thing: they did already explain that Meme and her brother had like a binding vow where she could only use his abilities when she gave permission to, and I would and based on how she uses him in battle, I would have assumed that his his ability has something to do with teleportation, and she used his ability to get get up out of there. We can't fight fake get. We can't fight this fake ghetto, <laughs> and. I, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I knew she was manipulating her brother in some way because I'm like, this motherfucker is obsessed with her. I didn't know it was, you know, sexual manipulation. Uh, <laughs> that's a no no. Two, wow. you know what's cra- two, you know what's crazy? I I didn't realize this in the show, but I, it was pointed out to me like online mm-hmm. that May that May May ended up in the place that uh, Nanami wanted N- to go. Nanami to. wanted to go. Yeah, I was like, I, 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 I read that as well. I was um, like. That's I was like the parallel one of them both being teachers, but one who would do anything for their students to the point mm-hmm. where he legit like he didn't even run. How you were saying like if I like he didn't even like try and go back to find like help healing or help or anything. Yeah. Like he he legit put himself on the line for that. And Meme, who manipulates like the people under her, ended up surviving to make. I was like that. I was like the JJK writer is a sadistic person because <laughs> that that's just to, to twist the knife like that is in is insane <laughs> yeah because I, I thought she was definitely gonna be dead but like you said they it turns out at she, least for at least from like you said from what the show showed us that they're still alive and, um, and made it to a paradise and and telling people to sell their stocks and bonds get yeah the fuck about which, which is why i'm thinking <laughs> like which is like you said the, the connection between nanami wanted to go to malaysia that's just so where, where she happened to end up which has made me think well is she truly still alive maybe like is she is she really see, alive i can see that thought process but i think i think the author was more so trying to sell the fact of home like the how crazy the jujutsu world is mm-hmm. is that like this person who by all accounts was a great man did a lot of things had like took the utmost care of his students and everything is basically an unsung hero his reward for that was death and may who was like the polar opposite of him <laughs> Ended up is Malaysia. In, Malaysia ended up in the best place. Like I was like, this is. I, I just think he used that as like a showing point of like, this is how dangerous this world is, and these are the type of people who are in it. Like I think that was like kind of like their point in writing that. Uh, yeah, you sick person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Also, we uh, well, something we didn't touch up on. Um. I think before we get also get to like the last tip, uh, Mahito got didn't he he didn't get saved. He got absorbed. Now, oh, okay, yes, thank you. It, even though Mahito did not get saved, I am still upset that I don't think he went out the way he should have. We he, this man needed to be <laughs> dismantled, body completely evaporated. Which I guess still technically maybe he was. Well, no, he wasn't completely evaporated, but I, it's just. It, I wanted to see this man destroyed. Like I said, that's why I said last episode. I think Itchador played with his food. He should have just oh, yeah. went and just, just took, just took his ass out of there. Like, because why I did? Was- I, it's not the same enjoyment from seeing Ghetto kill Mahito as it would have been Itchadori killing him himself. I just, it's not. You know, same. I, I agree. He that 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 uh. Someone pointed out online that that kick had the kick he did when he kicked Mahito had like no curse energy in it, so you knew he would that that was like a sign that he was just legitimate playing with it. Which I somewhat understand the want to do that because it's like you caused me so much pain, I'm about to enjoy this, right? But <laughs> man, I really, I, I the same boat. I really wish he killed him. But it was interesting to me that um, this sorcerer who's possessing Ghetto absorbed Mahito and then used him up almost immediately after because yeah he used so yeah he, and- he used uzumaki which for those who don't know that's the same technique he used that ghetto used at the end of jjk zero um i mm-hmm. had to make that connection um but he he further explains though the fake well kamo he explains how he thought uzumaki was essentially useless because it was like you know basically the just combining all the curse spirits he all his stock essentially into one mm-hmm. and just doing a big attack he was like well you know to me that's that's useless because that's just getting rid of all my stock but then he goes to explain what well, he said but i found out though 
if you use Uzumaki on a special grade or higher, now we're talking because now because it actually extracts it. their curse technique mm -hmm. into the blast as well. So now it's just not only is it just a culmination of a big strong gas attack, but it's also it's this attack is imbued with whatever that curse spirit's technique was. Yeah. And then also and it I, seems like the maybe the way he was talking he could absorb the curse technique of the curse if it was a special yeah. greater higher. The that's way he was what, talking, it didn't it, seem it didn't seem like he did that in this case, but just going going forward, if we see fake ghetto use auto transfiguration, this is where he, this is how he got it. He got it, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was, I, it was just so, so interesting to me. He did, he used him up immediately. I was like, we not gonna say that for a bit, and yeah. everybody dodged it too, which was odd. <laughs> Even the oh, also something I want to point out, y'all. The Kyoto students got mad at Mechamaru, but he was right. Yeah, they they served as a great distraction, but all of That's them essentially did nothing. The girl, not a damn thing. The girl on the broom. Uh, had a wind scythe move that I've never seen before. I was like, "That's cool," but they legitimately. Le just it did legit it away. nothing. It nothing. might. It, it, she might as well um, threw a rock at the guy. Uh, what's her? What's her, uh? I can't remember her name. The girl with the sword. Uh, she made a binding vow that if her Miwa, to, Miwa, Miwa, Miwa yeah. made a vow saying that if that this better work or I'm never picking up a katana again. I did nothing. Uh, she got she got wasted, straight eyes in the moment right there. <laughs> you, you wasted you wasted your fighting powers. You wasted your all. You blew it. Uh, <laughs> And now you will never be relevant again, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, w the one person who had a good idea was uh, Maki's little sister, Mai, I think. Fight or, from afar. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I think that's use, her name, yeah. Use, use a sniper rifle. Even And Fake Ghetto even said, he was like, you know what, that's a good idea. Use a conventional weapons on sorcerers. I'm just... I'm just him, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it's for you. I'm that guy, which Every is technically, it really is unfortunate for them because now that everybody else is gone, and Ghetto's the strongest in the verse right now. Well, besides, you know, of course, Tengazama, but we don't. He's not in the field. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the only other people I think could rival him are you, Urume. Uh, I just said we just said her name. Yeah, Urume the, the, and the, potentially you too. Yeah, Yuta, Sukuna, uh, and... Yeah, well, of course Sukuna, but I wasn't get... counting him because yeah. he's, well, he, he's not, like, just active he's all the right time. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, well, uh, now that we're, since we're talking about it, uh, potentially Toto's teacher, who just showed up. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's, that's the other special grade sorcerer, right? Yeah, I mean, so for right... Uh, for, so from what we know right now, um, there's... It's Gojo, Ghetto... Uh, Yuki and Yuta and then there's another there's a third year I believe if I'm not mistaken there's a third year at Jujutsu High who is a special grade but we have not been introduced to them yeah I think and I didn't um Itadori get classified as one because of Sukuna at the beginning he well he said uh Itadori's Itadori's not because uh, he was taking the exam to become a grade one. I know, but that's I just wanted to classify, or maybe they classify the curse that, in I him as they, a special grade. I think yeah, that's what it was. I was about to say, I was about to say the, the curse in him, yes, but him himself, yeah. I believe Gojo said he has a potential to become a special, like, a special, a special oh, grade course, yeah. once he learns how to use Sakuna's uh, uh, cleave and dissect. So, which is yeah, cleave I, and dismantle. I, I, you, you, you know what? I, I just, I'm, I'm glad you brought that back up because I completely forgot that Gojo did say that if you, you know, actually worked on it, one day you would be able to use Sukuna's techniques. Mm -hmm. I, I've completely forgot that was a thing. So th there's Itadori's power right there that I've been asking for. I forgot hey, about that. And and I'll, I'll lob this one up to you, Ace. Um, it does, it works perfectly with your Black Flash theory because now Itadori oh, can use. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It does. <laughs> it's lining up because if he does end up getting mental and discleave more, more than like, and if I truly think the way it, the dismantle his cleave is like many black flashes, truly the way to master it, it is we all know because Itadori can do black flashes on command, at least on command now. to a certain or extent least, now. Mm -hmm. um, maybe he can, probably can't just. <laughs> Like pull it back out whenever he wants, just shit, maybe. But he he's getting there essentially. Um, damn, I didn't. Damn. 
<laughs> the theory grows stronger every day. <laughs> I, I was like, I had to. I, I'm sorry, people. I had to. I had to reinforce it just a bit because I was like, you know what? I was like, it, it was lining up too perfectly. The theory but, um, grows stronger every day. But before we close, I just wanted to ask you: Do you think that uh, Yuki is going to be enough uh, to to get the guys out of this? Because she's she's a special grade, but we've never uh, seen her technique. So, uh, what are we defining as enough? Because, once again, I've already accepted the fact that however this final episode ends, it's still probably not going to be the best in the world. Because, like, once I mean, it's still already not, because we we have lost so many people. Well, I'm I'm just saying enough to get them out of this, because I don't think, I I personally don't think, while Choso, again, pay these animators, give them whatever they want, because the fight between Choso and Ghetto great that was beautifully done yes i I think Um, we get out of this simply because i think in terms of just like storytelling like pushing forward to the next arc or whatever i think well i don't want to spoil it for anybody else but i think i know what the next arc is um just because i've been spoiled (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um and you know and pushing forward into the next arc, i think ghetto will probably need time to well hell if he'd even survive which i'm pretty sure he probably will because of all the big reveals i don't think you'll just do all those big reveals oh, yeah, and then just be. kill him off in the you know the last episode that's of the what, season yeah that's um, why i was like does yuki afford is she the key of getting everybody out of this unscathed yeah so i'm so right i'm pretty now. maybe not unscathed but i think ultimately yes yuki's gonna help help us uh, help us end up escaping also simply because i think like i said kamo or, or you know the fake ghetto whatever he does have planned next he's gonna need time to set that up I just also I just want to point out how funny it is. Everybody's been asking for you to to show up, and we got a different special grade. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know what you took. You failed me, Yuta. You failed me. Whenever you do pop up, I want a. I want to hear a good ass excuse on why the fuck your ass wasn't in Shibuya. I, I, it, it better be an immaculate excuse. I'm talking about. I was. I was. I was saving the whole country of Africa okay. from this special grade, <laughs> special grade curse, um, curse user. It, it was, it, I'm talking about, it was the, uh, the Ebona special curse out here taking out, taking out motherfuckers, right? Like I'm talking, I need, <laughs> not Ebola. I, I need a good ass ex- excuse. <laughs> That's hilarious. Not, not the Ebola curse. Jesus. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't I can't wait to see what we get from this last episode. And I hope when whenever YouTube does pop up, he got a good ass excuse because we needed we needed you. <laughs> oh man. But um But it's yeah, okay. That, Somebody else did your job for you. It's all right. Yeah, let's yeah, I can't wait to see what Yuki does this next episode. I am really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, um, especially because you know it's the it's the finale, then like you mentioned earlier, it's another special grade you know, use the soul. She gotta have <laughs> mm-hmm. she gotta she gotta have some shit up her sleeve. I'm definitely um ready to see what she do. Especially because it looks like she had a I get I'ma call it a familiar for right now. Oh, it's probably just another a cursed spirit. So yeah, a, a cursed spirit, some type of draconic cursed yeah. spirit around her. Um mm-hmm. so that's interesting and also as she, well. And also just as a reminder, she is Toto's master, so you know how much a fool he is. Hey. Yeah, but you know I was just about to say, you know how much a fool he is, yes. And <laughs> as you just said, that is Toto's master, and Toto is a beast. So if Toto is a beast, I can only imagine what the, what the master of that beast looks like. Exactly. And, I mean that and also I would I I can only imagine what fool she because the first thing she did. When she popped up, she said, hey, Ghetto, can you answer that question for me? I asked you all those years ago about the yo type. I'm like, And then he also lady. looked kind of concerned, like, when he concerned, pulled up. Yeah. He was like, you, he was like, he had that, that look on it, you know, that look that people do when a strong, strong opponent pull up. He was like, Yuki, like, oh, like, okay. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> yeah, he also, the, the he also looked like, dang, like, I was almost scot-free, and then this, <laughs> she show up, so. Yeah, only to only time you know. Next episode looking real, real good, real good. Yeah, it's looking real good. It's looking the finale. So definitely. Mm-hmm. So we're probably, of course, it'll be that in our um winter twenty twenty four watch list next episode. So yeah, yeah. Are we on? Yeah, so are, look- are we going on break next week for JJK? Well, this week technically. Uh, no, I believe the last episode comes out. Um, it is going to come out. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're not going to go on break. They're just going to go ahead. And yeah, finish it off. What, all right. As far as I know, from what I looked up, it is still scheduled to come out. This Christmas week, so okay, okay, yeah, because I know One Piece was going on break um this week. Okay, yeah, so be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, but with all that being said, uh, we'll 
go ahead and get us on out of here. But as always, appreciate you all for watching this last listen. If you want to stay up to date on all things about the council, please follow us on social media. That is at Goran Otaku's on Twitter and at Goran Otaku Council everywhere else. Um, as a reminder, you know, we're all on the road to 100, so all those that are listening to us, uh, whether it be, you know, watching us on YouTube or listening to us from a, pod, uh, from a podcast app, please, you know, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe bell. We really appreciate it. As well as, you know, leaving a like, a follow on any or whatever you're on. We really highly, greatly appreciate it. And, um, you know, be sure to share us with your friends and family. Uh, we really we appreciate the support to help us grow all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> but with all that being said, people, you know, have a wonderful holiday. Uh, continue to enjoy time with your family and everything, as well as, you know, continue to enjoy uh, anime. Because, like I said, this, this Christmas week ain't stopping the train. So, <laughs> you know, be, <laughs> sh- be sure to continue uh, to be out there to look forward to the new shows. Um, but this is uh, Nerno Talk Council saying meeting adjourned. Peace out, everybody.